With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Online at InThisLeague.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Interact and follow the show on Twitter at InThisLeaguePod. Now, here's your hosts, Bogman and the Welsh. What's up and welcome in to the In This League Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Scott Bogman, Chris Welsh. It is Trade Week. Trade Week. How many trades have you done, Bogman? I've done one. Oh, you did one. I've done none. I I've did done one. absolutely <laughs> none. Zero shares of trades. What did you, you do? Huh? But was it a baseball trade? It was a baseball trade. Where, yeah. where did this happen? What did I miss? Uh, it happened in the Dynasty League where my team is trash. Great. So I I traded um, I traded Aaron Sanchez and Alex Wood for... Gregory Polanco, Jose Peraza, a fourth, a fifth next year, and Yadier Alvarez. Remember when we had that conversation about doing trades where people want to come back and trade with you? <laughs> that was what was offered to me. <laughs> that seems like you got a haul. Yeah, I well, it say depends, it again. Say it again. You know? Okay, it was Alex Wood, uh, who's been you know only been back for two uh, games, but yeah, has looked whatever. pretty good. You traded Alex uh, Wood Aaron, and who? Aaron Sanchez, who just threw six no hit innings for the Astros. I don't know, Bogman, if you heard it was a uh, it was a group no hitter. Yeah, a it's group a big deal. No-hitter. It's a big deal. <laughs> a a uh, combined. No it's a hitter, it's a rotational no hitter. So, uh, so he was involved with that, and then I got back Gregory Polanco, who's hurt, right. and Jose Peraza, who's been underperforming. Yeah. Uh, a fourth round and fifth round uh, first year player, or not, I guess rookie draft, minor league draft for our league. And Yadier Alvarez was thrown into that. Oh, so. well, Yadier. Okay, Yadier Alvarez. He's trash. He's garbage. It doesn't He's, yeah, it doesn't yeah exactly. All. I was wondering, I'm like, why did you Why did you go player, player, pick, pick, player? Because you were going in order of major leaguer picks and minor leaguers in the trade. So, okay. I mean, right, right, right. I think you did pretty good. It's a pretty deep draft that's coming up there in trade week. Uh, good stuff then. I have not... Put down a trade. I desperately want to do a trade. I will try as hard as I can, but I kind of need to get it in in the next couple of days here because I've got uh, I've got a uh, kid birthday. I'm going up to I'm going <laughs> up to a place, Bogman, called Barizona. Bear oh Barizona. Uh-huh. Okay, Barizona. Are you going to drink a bunch of margaritas and get pulled over and then have your wife yell at the police officer again? I mean, I can't promise my wife's not going to yell at police officers, <laughs> but um, all the other things are. You know, 
I'm definitely going to try to avoid, to be honest with you. Like I like I said, I'm going to avoid margaritas. I'm going to avoid getting pulled over. My wife very may well yell at a police officer again. And I have to get out of it. And that's what I did. And I reminded I her remember about that. how how crazy that situation was last time. It, it was that the last time you were it in was Arizona? Yeah, it was Arizona. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. yeah. I just remember you talking about all the bears and then that incident. And I was like, what is going on? I know on it, it was on a secret so, show that uh, we did. You can listen to it. But yeah, it was this wild situation where it was like you know, pulled over and, and then I take, I took full credit for it. I'm like, it was my fault. My wife starts mouthing off. And then I essentially talked my way out of it. And the guy was like, listen, I'm going to let you off because you owned it. But you go tell your wife that she almost got you a big ticket. And I <laughs> <laughs> believe me. It's still very fresh in my household and in my car with my wife. So, uh, yeah, we're going back there. So I'll be out of pocket for a couple days. But uh, so I need to get some trades in because I'm excited to lock down a few of those. And that's what we're doing today. It's uh, part two, edition two of Trade Week. That's what we got going on. We have been encouraging you all to go out, actively seek trades, make yourself available, and also, you know, don't be afraid to shame some people. If you get some really garbage offers, if people just sent you trash, don't be afraid to go out them. So much so, Bogman, I put out a tweet yesterday. I said, what's the best fantasy baseball offer you've sent recently that an owner rejected and you just can't believe it? You ready for some? <laughs> I'm ready. All Let's right. We've got one. Uh, this is from Richie. He says, this isn't recent, but I'm sure you'll love it. This past off season, my favorite, by the way, is when people don't answer, do, do the question exact. That's my favorite thing. They're like, eh, this isn't what you asked, but I'm going to do this. But this is a good one. So Richie goes, <laughs> this past off season, I was trying to help the last place team in my 12-team keep forever dynasty league, which I don't know why you would do that, by the way. But I won last year, yeah. and I'm the commish. I offered him, <laughs> all right, I offered him Strasburg, Merrifield, Eugenio Suarez, Pete Alonzo, and who cares about Cespedes, for Paul Goldschmidt. He rejected. Oh. Oh. <laughs> when, when did he offer that, by this the way? Is this past offseason. Strasburg, Merrifield, Eugenio Suarez, and Pete Alonso, the last place team, rejected it. Thank God. No, but, I mean. Thank, thank God they rejected it. I can't believe. That you would reject no. that. I mean, I Bogdan, guess. He, the, the, well, no, okay, hold on. Richie hold on. Let, was the top, but Richie was the top. He offered all of that to the last place team to get Paul I Goldschmidt. I know. So I'm just, okay. So let, let's run it back. Let's poo-poo this and think of why you wouldn't do this. Okay. Strasburg's hurt all the time. We don't know Pete Alonso's ceiling at all. Merrifield uh, was valued over. Merrifield was valued oh. over Goldschmidt in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, and Johanio yeah. Suarez, and, and just uh, a uh, a thirty five homer guy, just as a kicker. I mean, so, literally Strasburg, Merrifield, yeah, and Suarez. Bad. Then you throw on Pete Alonso. That and for a re, I just want to reiterate this: a rebuilding team. That one hurts. Yeah, that one hurts. Really hurts. Uh, Edwin says twelve team head to head categories in May. I sent Blackman for Stanton straight up and got rejected. Sent another guy, Voight, Chapman, and Ryu for Jose Ramirez and Kikuchi. So I, I don't the Jose Ramirez one. I don't think that guy's pissed. You know, I don't think the other one is uh, Blackman for Stanton when 
Stan was coming off of two seasons of 157 and 158. But the whole I point mean, is like you can't believe now, it got rejected. He offered yeah. this guy Blackman for to get Stanton, and the guy rejected it. Like I guess I see what you're saying, but still, like I don't know, man. Like unless it was in the bad Blackman month. Well, he said in May, so it kind of was bad Blackman time. It well, but uh, uh, Stanton was already hurt. So yeah, all right. Um, uh, I think I would rather take, especially if it's a redraft. I'd rather take the risk on. Blackman at that point. I guess so. to his point though, at the time, it, the other one he said where he he offered Chapman and Ryu and Voight for Jose Ramirez, if that was like two months ago, that would be eye-opening why the guy turned it down. The guy probably feels pretty good about yeah. himself right now though. Um, Will yeah. Will Powell's says, Fran, this one, Fran Mill Reyes, he offered for Ian Kennedy a couple weeks ago and the guy rejected it. <laughs> Get out of here, man! What are you talking about? Well, Fran Mill's been kind of garbagey lately, but I mean, come Ian on. Kennedy, come on, Ian Kennedy. I mean, right. let's let's get our inner Sunday night football. Come on, man! <laughs> come on, foul ball, uh, foul territory baseball. They tweeted at us. They said uh, sending Nate Lowe, Kybert Ruiz, and Jorge Polanco for Paul Goldschmidt in a twelve-team dynasty. What do you think about that one? I'm not sure that's like, I mean, he's saying, he's saying he was shocked that he couldn't pull those three for Paul Goldschmidt in a dynasty. I mean, maybe two months ago, that would have been a little bit shocking. Yeah. Now that Goldie, well, Goldie's still not hitting for average, but the bombs are flying. So yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, Mike him says Eloy, uh, Austin Riley, Ross Stripling for Bryce Harper in a dynasty. The guy is rebuilding and he turned it down. Mm, I gotta be honest with you, dude. I'm not sure that that one wouldn't blow my mind that, that he rejected. That one needs a pick thrown on top too. But Stripling doesn't do anything for the trade. So what it, this is is Eloy, well, Eloy, and, and who? Austin Riley for Bryce Harper. Like I don't know, man. I'm pro- I'm probably turning that down too. Well, we're gonna talk about some guys that have been garbage since the break, and Austin Riley's in there. Okay. So. Uh, okay. I mean, that's it's a it's a point. Uh, let's see. BRM says Paxton and Yates to him for Josh Bell and Brendan McKay. I mean, pitcher, hitter, or pitcher, closer for Bell and McKay. If that was like, if that's within the last week and that's redraft, that uh, is mind boggling. He uh, offered Bell and McKay for those two. No, guys? he offered Paxton and Yates to get Josh Bell and Brennan McKay. Well, yeah, why would people do that? I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't trade Bell and McKay for Paxton and Yates? I wouldn't trade, uh, yeah, I wouldn't trade Bell and McKay for Paxton and Yates. Oh, no. but I mean, right now? I still wouldn't do it. It, it. Is this redraft or is this dynasty? Well, he didn't say. Said no, he didn't say. He didn't say what oh, it is. Okay, he just okay. said, like, yeah. redraft, I think this is, like, I'm, I'm, I'll do that trade. Dynasty, yeah, I, yeah I sure, I can would, buy it. I think when you have a guy like Paxton, though, in his injury history, I it, it's never shocking when someone doesn't want to take that risk. But this is also why this is fun, because, like, I, I love seeing what people think are egregious because there's a couple here that like this, these people, I said, Hey, what are the ones that get y'all worked up that you thought was crazy was rejected. They're actually not. Some of them aren't. Um, Some of them are. This is a perfect example of this one. Jim, Jim Connors tweets. He says, Eloy and Hoskins for Tatis Jr. I am not trading Tatis Jr. For those two. And he's saying he was shocked that it was rejected. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that one is borderline to me. So I, I, I could not be shocked by. It. If you own Tatis Junior., you trade Eloy and Hoskins. I would think about for, it. You trade him for I, I, Eloy I, I, and Hoskins. It's not an instant. It's not one. It's just not one of those where I look and I go, you know. I, I think I would 
take a second. I probably wouldn't trade Tatis. I'd probably try to get, you know, Hoskins in a, a better piece or Eloy in a high pick or something. Is Hoskins I, feel, I still feel like, uh, you know, he's he's going to come up later. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I mean, I saw him hitting home runs against the Diamondbacks, which, uh, you know, well, not a surprise there. But um, cholesterol but rised yeah, as those homers did. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I so I put out a video yesterday, and I was really annoyed to have to go to Carl's Jr. yesterday. You actually were. You and I, I was, were on the phone. You're like, "Listen, I gotta go to Carl's Jr. right now. I'll talk to you later." <laughs> that yeah, was like exactly. our conversation. Like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, I gotta go do this, or I'm just not gonna do it today. So, and the D-backs were already losing. So I'm like, I'm gonna put myself two days behind, and I'm gonna have to end up going here ten days in a row. You're gonna start getting and, more of the. You're gonna get more of those tweets where it's like, "Why are you doing this to yourself? The Diamondbacks keep <laughs> losing. You're gonna die." Well, a couple people were like, "Man, these are getting depressing." Because I was just not in a good mood when I was doing it. Yesterday. You might need to up and, your mood a little bit. I've watched many of them. Like, like I won't watch every single one, but like I'll catch them and I'll look and I'll like, mm, Bogman's not in a great place today. <laughs> like, we need some energy. <laughs> Uh, the, the funny thing was yesterday, it's what annoys me more about doing it is Carl's Jr. is not close to my place. So it's not far. It's not super far or anything, but it's like 10 minutes away from my place. So I have to take, you know, 10 minutes to go drive down there, plus however long it takes them to make it, plus do my video in the parking lot and then drive home. So we're talking 45 minutes to an hour I lose just doing that Yeah. if if I have to do it. Now, if I'm out and about uh, and I just have to, you know, whenever I get a chance, stop by there and, uh, you know, get something, make my video, not a problem. But yesterday I was doing so much stuff uh, at home and I really didn't want to leave. But I also, you know, like I said, I, I would have done DoorDash, but we all know what happened last time I did that. <laughs> so I uh, I just went ahead and sucked it up and drove down there. And it was just kind of, you know, it, it was at a time I didn't want to go. And there's a bunch of traffic. I was just annoyed. It had nothing to do with having to do, you know, having to eat Carl's Jr. I uh, It was the first time I had a spicy chicken sandwich there. And it was actually really good. You remember, you know, how you've told me before where, like, I'll be going through something and you'll just immediately know, like, what you like like I don't hide my emotion like you're not yeah. hiding your emotions well on the videos is what I'm telling you well it's yeah well it's not my point is and I understand we that can see your my pain. point is uh, my point is I'm not upset to be eating the Carl's Jr. I'm upset at having to take the time out of my day to go eat the Carl's Jr. yeah that's exactly yeah well so. I mean that's why you need to I mean an advertising deal with like um Postmates or Uber or something, Uber Eats, and oh. then they send the money or they send the food to you every day that the loss happens. God, wouldn't that be great? I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, that, that's what the big time shows could do. A big time show could probably <laughs> pull off where they're like, hey, we got this advertising deal. We got this idea. Yeah. Postmates is going to bring the food after every loss. And then it's also sponsored by Carl's Jr. Then, you know, we've instead made of it. driving down there, the big chore is putting on pants. I'm all about that. Yeah. So uh, last one here. And of course, I stupidly just went away from it like a dummy like a dummy you ever get you know like what we you know dummy what we, well we've talked about before we're like you know we like we'll be doing a show and we'll play around with our phone or something and i'll drop it yes. or i manically without even knowing what i was doing i just started clicking away because i just was like <laughs> i have to click away here's the last one on the you were shocked that an owner rejected it uh jesse severe says zach gallon in a first round minor for a first round minor league pick <laughs> Was that to you? That was to me. That was to me. He was trolling me. <laughs> Jesse was I, trolling. When I read that one from Jesse, I was like, "That has to be a troll." Of course he was. He was trolling 100%. me. He's he's still shocked that I didn't give up the first round 
uh, minor league pick for Zach Gallen. And I did come back and say, here's where I would be, and I could add something like that, but he just wanted a first round, so that's okay. But trade week. I got to get in it. I got to get involved. I'm going to try to push some trades in here between actual trade deadlines coming in and just wanting to be a part of it. I want to be a part of trade week. I love making some moves. The problem is, is I'm also some of the redraft leagues. I'm kind of solidly out of it. I got a couple that I'm in and the rest are dynasty. And and we all know dynasty trades a little bit harder to get super involved in trade week and dynasty trades because the implications are much bigger than redraft. So, yeah, I mean, I have, uh, I have Josh Donaldson in our dynasty league and I've been hit up about him a bunch of you times, move him. but I should move him, but it, like, I don't want to trade him for a pick. I'd rather get a player. And oh, people only want to give you a, a minor league pick. Well, I mean, the big one is our guy Cornell and <laughs> Cornell's traded most of his, I was players, about to say Cornell's so. not afraid to <laughs> unload some stuff for a trade, but the problem is, Every week is trade week for Cornell, and he does. He's just like, hey, minor league picks and minor league prospects. I don't need them. Give me major leaguers. So yeah, what does he have left? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Ethan Hankins and your guy Drew Waters is pretty much it. So which aren't bad, but yeah, he's not know. offering I, you Drew Waters, is he? No, he's not. Yeah, so I was say you, that was kind of you do that for Drew Waters. That, well, that's what I, I was. I said uh, it, it was funny because he hit me up like literally as I was walking out the door to go to Carl's Jr. And I was like, hey, I don't want to trade him for a pick. Do you have any players? I heard nothing back. So I went and looked and I was like, yeah, he doesn't have any players. He's only so. got Braves and then the guy that's from his hometown in Cummings, right. Ethan yeah. Hankins. So <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So, all right. You guys can keep sending your stuff in, even though we'll move away from trade week, of course, uh, into next week. You are more than welcome to continue sending in some stuff. But tweet at us as well. I'd love to come back and... Um, you know, not just in in ball bag fashion, but like if you guys tweet or send an email, here's a really good one, you know, highlight and let us know. We'll talk about it on the next episode. If you guys pulled off some stuff during trade week, by the way, not like oh, three weeks ago, I did this. I want to know something you actively did in trade week, whether it's a horrendous, this is why you should trade me this guy or some big deal you did. That would be cool to talk about. Send it into us. All right. Let's get into show proper. We're going to be answering all the questions from the ITL ball bag, which are going to be trade week centric. We've got some news and uh, even some second half garbage guys to talk about. So let's go. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you. Oh. In this league. <laughs> if you guys want, you can join us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL army. Been a pretty good month because I mean, football, I'm not going to lie. Football um, does some good action for people joining in, but Baseball is always going on over at ITL, so come and join us with the secret shows, the prospect list. I mean, the Fall League is coming up. I'm going to be out there, so there's going to be extra stuff. So, you know, you want to keep baseball on the top of your mind, uh, check us out, and you can support us, patreon.com slash army. Now, there is big news out there, but Bogman was so excited to post this about our guy, mm-hmm. DJ Stewart, who I call Taz. If you remember, Taz <laughs> from um, ECW, he looks Yes. Just like Taz, like he doesn't have a neck. He does. His head is just plopped on a huge <laughs> muscle body. And we've told this story three or four times. But, you know, in 2016, Bogman and I sat on the outfield of um, Surprise Stadium on the grass and we did a podcast. And DJ Stewart was in what would that be left field? And he looked over at us as we because he could hear us, by the way. Remember, there's no one. At the stadium in the Arizona it's Fall like League at this time. It's like a goddamn library. I that's the one thing I hate is like 
everyone starts to whisper because no one's loud. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you see this guy? He's uh, so it turns into golf. I hate that. I and and that. you can like hear everybody doing everything. So because literally there was no one in the outfield at all, and there were probably a hundred people in the whole stadium. We're sitting on the grass. We're still probably a couple hundred feet away from him or something, but he could hear us. And he turns over and he gives us a what's up. We gave him what's up. So our guy, DJ Stewart, when um, he was in the Arizona Fall League, we have fond memories of him. But <laughs> what did he do that you're so excited about? Uh, this, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not excited that it happened because he got a concussion from it. Oh, Bachman, that's cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it might be the most embarrassing concussion I've ever seen. Unless, you know, I I guess I did Mark Sanchez get a uh, concussion from running into the back of his offensive lineman. The butt fumble? Yeah, the butt fumble. Might have got a contusion somewhere, but not a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, A concussion is a brain contusion. So, well, uh, I was referring but, to other body parts with the butt click, fumble. But. Click, click on this. Click okay, on I haven't this. seen it by the way. So, I know that's the that's the great part here. All right, he's going. He's diving. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to. So, laugh describe what you just saw. That's oh man. Hold on. Is there audio oh, to this? Fun. Okay, hold on. I gotta hear the audio. Here's the audio not to laugh as he consoles him well he reaches out with the glove but the ball is going to come straight and right on the head That's it's so fun i have a I mean, light, I i'm really lightheaded right now out by that. this all right first off i just want to note like i don't want to see anyone get hurt and if he got a concussion from that that makes me feel bad but yeah he's on the seven day IL. oh no why did you do this to me why would you put this on here and make me laugh at this <laughs> because it's funny he the professional baseball player shouldn't be whiffing on uh pop-ups and let him hit you in the goddamn head this video is slowed down a little bit he slipped he i mean so it's, it's not the worst fault. timing i've ever seen in my life it looks like he's on the ground for at least 34 minutes just like he's diving and you're waiting for the ball and he's now on the ground and he's still sliding and the ball is nowhere to be found. So he's just on the ground. His head is up. I thought he hit his head on the ground or something and his glove is up. It never gets there. And then the ball slaps him right in the head. That is brutal. Is he okay though? Like, should we be laughing at this? Well, he's he had a concussion. That's what I said. So no, he's not okay. I so don't know. It's not. I don't, it's not going to cause permanent brain damage or anything. But it sucks. You know. I it, gotta it's, watch it it's... again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, listen to this guy. Yeah, you're you're altruistic. He's aren't down you? there. So, like, oh my oh. god! It's oh god! It hit him right on the temple too. Right on the temple. I can't believe he wasn't knocked <laughs> out. To be honest with you. So it's uh <laughs> it. I, I mean, I it's a funny thing that happened. <laughs> I gotta not look at this anymore. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't see it yesterday. So, no. so they had it on Reddit, and people on the Reddit thread were like, "The Baltimore Orioles are just like if you pick people out of the crowd to play baseball. <laughs> like this is exactly what would happen." DJ Stewart's always stuff. been interesting, though. He's one of those like big, bulky guys that can get some stolen bases and power and stuff like, like that. Isn't he kind of like uh, more athletic Willie Calhoun? You know, like obviously oh, that's, the that's not as good. Yeah, but he's like way he's bigger than thick. Willie. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah. DJ is like thick, and he's short. He's. I think. I mean, I'm not looking at it. I want to say he's like five foot nine. He's like super right. short, Bogman. Like way hey. short. Like, hey, <laughs> back off. Like there. someone I know. Um, I feel bad. Like I'm excited for when 
he's all good and he could laugh about that. I feel bad. Like if he got a concussion, like that sucks. You think he doesn't see the, the humor in this, the, the bad part is, is he's gotta, he's gotta come back and make some amazing plays because if he doesn't, this is what he's going to be known for. But honestly, I don't know how much coming back there is from this. You know, that's funny. Jose Canseco, one of the best players ever had the ball go off his head and out. So, yeah, you know, know, it's funny. You're saying is like, I was at, um, uh, an AZL game a couple weeks ago. And it was actually the one where um, people followed me on Prospect 1, Jairo Pameras with the Giants hit for the cycle. And I was at that game, and I was obviously following him, but Grant McRae was like their third round, third or fifth round pick, I don't remember. And he's a prospect they had just drafted, and his dad was out there. And I think I was telling you about this because his dad, I believe his dad was, is it Willie McRae or Rob McRae? But his name was Crash because what he was when you type him in, what he's known for is crashing through a wall trying to catch a ball that Chip, I think Chip Hale had hit in the minor leagues. Right, yep, so like yep. he, when you type his name in, he is Crash McRae for that moment. So what you're saying is, is let's not ha- let him be, you know, ball hit McGee Stewart type of thing. <laughs> yes, but I, I think that that's probably, I mean, he's going to have to like go and win an MVP to not be that guy. Well, he just needs to do something different, like anything else different. Well, it doesn't matter. That's going to be on those highlight videos forever. So, yeah, I mean, that one's a brutal one, especially slow-mo. Like it's, it's it's difficult to watch slow-mo without, you know, like, but okay, but he's concussion. I hope he's all good and everything. Uh, (laughs) Bo Bichette, the fastest player to 10 extra base hits ever. Take that for whatever it is, by the way, like, but I think what is like, it's a weird doubles, like eight straight doubles. Uh, eight game, eight straight games with a double at least. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, mean. I mean, the guy has just come up and started mashing. So he is not on the the S list in the second half here. So. He's been crazy. Uh, four fifteen average, four fifty five OBP. His BABIP way up as you would expect, four eighty three, and his forty four yeah, plate appearances. That's not going to come down. <laughs> no, but you know, this was we talked about it on here. Pick him up. It was pick him up. Yeah. I think I even said drop all the fab on him at this point of the season because why not? This is one of the few top prospects you still had an opportunity at. And man, he had a batting title in the minor leagues. Like he has got business. Now everybody's getting to see his swing. There's like a violence in his swing that if he gets behind, there's a probability that he's going to hit for lower average, which started to happen in the minors. But it, it, you know what it's reminiscent of, Boggs? It's reminiscent to me of Paul Goldschmidt. Remember when Goldie was in the minors and everyone said like that kind of like chop swing he had? Just they're like, well, it's just not going to play at the majors. Like he's just not going to be right. able to catch up to. You and he's also too fat to play first, and he won a Gold Glove. Yeah, so. well, yeah, and it was just it was just like it's great he's doing it in the minor, but when he starts, you know, getting ninety six and everything like that, everyone's going to blow it past him. He's not going to hit for average. And the swing worked. It, it reminds me, I get the same feelings of Boba. They're very different players, but the same kind of violence in his swing. But he's showing his power. He's already got three homers. Um, I, you know, he's playing today as we're recording this right now. He's got an, another double. So I think that is the eighth double. So as you're listening to this, he said eight <laughs> doubles in 41 at bats. He's a monster, man. And the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be fun. There's kind of a. Well, I don't know if I want to say this. I'm saying dynasty. I wonder, you know, if you were in it, if you were in it, Boggs, and you had Bo Bichette come up, which is a nice little treat. Do you think you would maybe put Bo Bichette out there to see if you could get someone to, you know, bite on him? You know, like pay a really high price because usually prospect comes up, 
the prospect fatigue hits in, no longer the what ifs, so people kind of move on and his their values kind of drop. But in this case, he's just breaking all the records, already was a top prospect. You think if you were like in second or first and you had a big need in a dynasty, would you put him out there and see if you can get top dollar right now? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's it's great to trade anybody at their kind of peak, and uh, especially when there's so much buzz on Bichette and all that stuff. Bo Bichette or Chris team, Sale, and you're in it. I'd rather have Chris Dynasty. Sale. Okay. Even though he's, he's struggling right now, I would still rather have him for the long run, too. Like You you would assume, even if he if he's terrible for the rest of this year, uh, you have him moving on. you got to assume that he's going to come out of that. So, um, I mean, maybe he doesn't, but I would I would bank on that for yeah. sure. And I'm not so saying not that, close to me. like, I think Bo Bichette is going to be a, a solid dude. I think he's going to be a solid ass, asset last year. I don't think he's going to be in the Fernando Tatis range. So I think that's why there would be hesitation with people wanting to move him. They're like, well, look at Tatis, you know, he hasn't come down. And even if he comes down, he's a potential first round pick. Like he's going to come down, right? Boba Shed's 483 Babip right now. Like he's going to level out a bit, but this moment right now where there's, you know, tickers talking about all the extra base hits and the doubles, you might be able to maximize the value that you couldn't really get maybe in the next 18 months. And if you're making a push, that's what makes it worth it. Like, you don't trade him for, you know, just some veteran. You don't just go, like, would you trade Bo Bichette to get Luis Castillo? Um, Yeah, see that. You needed I, pitching? I think I might do that, too. Yeah. Okay. It, it. I mean, if that's something that you need, if you, like, you need a pitcher, uh, maybe Scherzer's your main guy, and you kind of have, you know, uh, a bunch of scrap after that, and Scherzer has been... You know, he wasn't great after throwing on flat ground on Monday, so he's kind of been pushed back, and he's iffy, and are they going to baby him, you know, the rest of the way through? Maybe that's a deal I would do. I think it's situational, but, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Okay. 100%. Just, yeah, just some consideration for um, for people to think about when you're looking at Boba Bichette, and maybe you're trying to match trade week. You're trying to go for your championships. You're trying to maximize value. I think Bichette, you know, he's up there. He's not in the Tatis range, but he's up in that, you know, he's up in that range. You know, there's some prospects that haven't come up yet that he's in that valuation. But people have questions about his batting average. I don't think he's a batting average guy at the major league level. I think he's going to win a title or anything like that. But would not shock me if and after a couple of years he leveled out to be a 300 hitter in the same, just again, the same vein of like Goldie. Different players, but it's kind of same vein. Uh, the rest of this stuff is not that big a deal. I mean, Tim Beckham is a big fat cheater. Mm. 80 game suspension. That's going to eat up the rest of this year uh, and get into next year. What was the, well. wasn't it like some stands and all stands and all that's, just, I would say it's an S. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it's what a bunch of guys have been caught with. So not a surprise, especially with his surge at the beginning of the year. Remember how awesome Tim Beckham yeah, was? in that Seattle series or in that uh, Japan series against Oakland and then coming back home, he just kept it going for a little bit. So now we know why look at that. <laughs> yeah. A little um, bit of the rub. Got a little bit of that rub on there. <laughs> give me some clear and give me some cream. I, there's a documentary by the way on Netflix. Did you see this? It's something about like, ah, damn it. What was it called? It was, it was, it was like, Bal was it? I think of the Balco stuff. Um, hold okay. On. Netflix. Baseball stero steroid. Would movie. they make Game of Shadows into a uh, you know Netflix series? I wouldn't be surprised by that. Well, it's something that ha oh, it's a uh, Billy Corbin screwball movie. Stream is that it? Yeah, because it's about Alex Rodriguez scandal in Major League Baseball that led to Alex Rodriguez getting suspended for 162 games. It's about biogenesis. 
Ah, okay. Biogenesis. I I started watching a show on uh, on Netflix about trading cards, and oh, I saw that. So painful. Is it really embarrassing? It's the most embarrassing thing in the world. Okay, so I shouldn't. I shouldn't dive in. Dude, it, so I thought it was going to be about baseball cards. It's actually about yeah, the, the industry. guy. In, no, it's not. It's about the guy in the, in the documentary. His buddy wants to make a documentary on him because this guy oh, is no. such a weirdo. And what this do, guy oh, gets, no. Is he like the – does he do like the eBay selling and grading his cards and making money <laughs> and selling cards for 12 no, cents? No, no, he doesn't. Like he was – he was a childhood actor. This guy, and I only watched like twenty minutes. So uh, oh. he was child. He was a childhood actor, and then he did a bunch of voices on shows. But because his parents had this weird relationship, he's become closed off and, and weird. So the show is starting to turn into why is this guy so closed off and weird? And I, I, well, what I was, feel like but what almost was the everything premise? is scripted. But what's the trading yeah, card premise? His, just... his dad. His dad owned a trading card business. So in their house, they have all of these trading cards, right? And so the guy wanted to make this documentary about him going through the trading cards, taking them to a show and all this stuff. So they mm. take him to the show. He finds out they're worth nothing, you know, because the guy's like, I'll give you 40 bucks for your eight boxes. Oh, and, th- and this is like his like, dad's life. Yes. Oh. And his dad has left. I think he's still alive, but he cheated on their mom. And it's just, I don't know. It all like, sounds cringeworthy. It, it's so terrible, dude. Okay, I so I just couldn't do it. Don't so. watch that, but Screwball no. about Biogenesis and Alex Rodriguez and all that apparently is on Netflix. I'll definitely watch that. There's a bunch of good ones on Netflix. There's the Fastball one that you haven't watched yet. There's no. the, the Juegador, I believe it is Which I haven't called, watched yet. Which is about Miguel Sano and then this other kid from the Astros who, it was about, you know, guys coming over that are saying that they're 16 and then they definitely aren't, yeah. you know, yeah. stuff like that. So I'm too busy watching um, Dark and trying to comprehend right. what the hell is happening <laughs> in that show and like who's yeah. who and who's fathering who and all that. Yeah, exactly. I bet that the guy with all the cards, his dad's probably in Dark. But uh, yeah. all right, what else? What else? The rest of this stuff is Robinson Cano tore his hamstring. There's no timetable for him to come back. So speaking of pretty much cut up this uh, <laughs> section. Speaking of uh, Tim Beckham and steroids. <laughs> uh, after Monday, Mickey Cowley said that Edwin Diaz is the closer. Hey, after he had just said that we have to keep all possibilities open. So uh, I guess whatever. More closer stuff. Craig Kimbrell on the IL with knee inflammation. He has a five six eight ERA with nine saves mm. since joining the Cubs. And Pedro so Strope was brought number. back up. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, Carlos Carrasco scheduled to throw some bullpens this weekend. So mm. I like that. That's good news. Uh, Ho- Jose Leclerc uh, was named the closer. This, we kind of saw this coming, writing on the wall, but he is the closer now. So if you're in the you know Craig Kimbrell area like we are then maybe you want to go pick up Leclerc if he's available. If he's still out there, uh, the, sure. And and um, the Diamondbacks, just speaking of closures real quick, thinking you and I were talking how they're about to DFA uh, Greg Holland. You know, the the, the officialness of um, what they're doing with the bullpen should be solidified. There's, so there still might be some Diamondbacks that are looming. Yeah, it's Archie right now. He's throwing like, yeah. I, it's funny, it popped up on my Instagram, 15.1 scoreless innings in a row. I'm like, oh, okay. Great. Do you know I still have Archie in a league, in a keeper league? For, oh, for a keeper, I guess. I guess. Well, I'm just saying, I still in RDI. Like I still had him because I was just rebuilding, 
So I never dumped him. And I'm like, oh, I got a closer now for, for next year. I'll to trade sell. him now. Yeah. Who wants yeah, him? Yeah, trade him. Yeah. Exactly. Ian Kennedy. Uh, I'll trade Ian Kennedy for Framel Reyes. Anyone that'll take it. There you go. Boom. Uh, the Reds claim Kevin Gossman off of waivers. So Remember uh, when he, he was good with the Braves? Nice look there. Yeah, I remember that uh, a couple weeks. Yep. And Kobe Allard is going to start on Friday. So that is uh, the news that I put on the well, sheet. I don't know that anything is exciting. Well, I got one for you, Bob. DJ Stewart. So I got one for you. Uh, Alex Reyes traveling to St. Louis for diagnostics on a right pectoral injury, a third straight in season of injuries for Alex Reyes. He should be done for the rest of this year. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That sucks. I mean, He's just turning into one of those guys that gets hurt all the time. It, you know? and, and it feels like he's like, like this is what happens to like exciting pitchers when they're in the major leagues and they just keep, like James Paxton. Like it's James Paxton before he ever got to the majors is what's happened with Alex Reyes. Yeah, yeah, and that sucks. And uh, did you see that uh, your boy AJ Pollock's only played one game since last Thursday? How many has Stan played? Groin uh, injury. Well, I'm the one talking about Stan. I was just talking about Pollock <laughs> right now. Like, stay so, on topic. Stay on topic. Yeah, well, they don't have to go together all the time. Well, I'm just making the point here. Okay. So. I thought you were kind of alluding to that. Also, uh, the Cubs signed Jonathan Lucroy. So that's an oh, underwhelmingly exciting deal. Well, that could be. I mean, Wilson Contreras went on the IL, so I can mean that's pretty bad then. That oh, that's happens. a good point. Yeah, for like long-term value on him, that could be relatively damning. Because Luke Roy yeah. is in town. Yeah, I guess we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what was uh, this we'll you put together? What was this you put together here of some uh, second half uh, garbage players? What do you want to talk about with this? I just wanted to see who's bad and are they dumpable? Because some of these guys have been terrible. You, you know, we already talked about Josh Bell. He's hitting 176 with no homers so Boy. far. And I just looked over the last 30 days. He might have hit one yesterday or today, but uh, looking at his stats, 176 with zero homers. This one, um, life came at you fast with the Josh Bell one because I was in. I was in on the changes that he made. A lot of good offseason news. We talked about the adjustments. I mean, physically his body was improving, came in, made some swing adjustments. I was making better contact. All the things were good. And holy crap, he might as well have not even gone up to at bat the last 30 days. 13 for 74, 13 for 74 in the last 30 days with a 176 batting average. I mean, we joke, we joke about the, the, the home run derby thing and what it does with players, but like, give me a break, man. Well, this is why people are going to be, you know, uh, I think people can be right and wrong on that, by the way. Peter Alonso has seven homers in the last 30 days, but he's hitting 184. He's doing something. While he's in this right. issue. Right, and Guerrero's hitting like 355 or 380 or something. And and he was in the last round. And like you said, Pete Alonso's second guy on my list because he hit a homer today, but that was his one hit. So seven homers and he's hitting 184 in the second half here. He's been terrible. Uh, I mean, can how bad does it have? How, how much longer can this go until you can drop Bell in a redraft? Obviously, you're not dropping him in keeper. That's but I mean, I, I think people are three, dropping him two already. or three weeks. I think people are already dropping him. Uh, bench him. You got to bench him at this point. Okay. You know what? To your point what is it? August 7th. You get to the last week in August or I'm going to put this caveat or a good waiver wire guy comes out there. I think you can dump him. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point to make. Like, it has to be a good waiver wire player. Yeah, like, like I'm holding, and I'll just bench him for a little bit, and I'll hope that the ship can get righted maybe for the last month of the season. So I, I would sit on him for a couple more weeks, put him on the bench. But if somebody floats out there, and all of a sudden, you know, there's just like, oh, my gosh, why did this guy get cut because of a trade or something like that? I think you can justify him being one of the guys because literally everybody is performing better than him right now. And if it's, if it's a redraft, <laughs> Dynasty is a completely different conversation. Redraft right now, you can make that move. Uh, Corey Seager is hitting 235 with one homer since the break. What a shock there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese Hoskins, 212 and four homers like we talked Dude, about. Why has Hoskins been so bad? You know, in there's not... People like to call the break an invisible line. There's no invisible line where guys are good or bad. But it whatever whatever the line is, you know, it it takes these guys out of their rhythm. Whether and sometimes it's good because sometimes guys have been in a bad rhythm and they need the break. They get the break and they pick it up in the second half. And we've seen that from plenty of guys too. And in the next show, we'll talk about guys that have picked it up in the second half. But it's a good point. This one this, you know, these some of these guys are just bad. I think, you know, with guys like Hoskins, Seager, Alonzo, you're just waiting for them. I mean, Alonzo's at least pro- providing you bombs. So uh, you got to wait for these guys to come around. Uh, Joey Gallo, four for 34 before going on the injured list with that core uh, job. So he has uh, been terrible. He was hitting 450, whatever, though. Yeah. So we'll see how he is when he gets back. Real quick on uh, uh, just on Hoskins, I was just taking a look here. Like interestingly enough, like he's getting the ball in the air more, ten percent more in the second half than he was in the first. Which the first half, you know, I like I like the idea of what you're saying with the invisible line. Like he's hitting two sixty three, twenty homers in the first eighty nine games. Like that that's solid. That's I think that's like middle line Reese Hoskins of what your expectations are. But he's got the ball in the air more this second half. But it's worse contact. His hard hit percentage has gone down 7%, and he's pulling the ball 13% less than he was in the first half. So what's happening is, I mean, look, I'm just assuming here, when you look at his opposite field percentage has gone up by 12%, you almost look and you're like, are you getting worse reads on the pitches? So, you know, you're hitting the ball opposite field with less power, which is probably more fly ball outs. You're not pulling the ball. So, again, this is just bad reads on pitches. He's late. Yeah, he's late, and you're making like less hard contact due to you know just being late on pitches, even though he's getting the ball in the air more. So it just you know what is that invisible line? Is that invisible line, you know, a small break of a week or whatever, just get you your timing off it's of pitches, getting out of or rhythm. Or, yeah. or maybe they're catching on to him. You know, maybe he's been having. I mean, we'd have to go you know dig deeper into Reese Hoskins, right, right. But like you know, is um is he chasing more than he's ever been doing before? You know, or is he getting his? Is there one pitch that is just absolutely dominating him right now? I think it's all. I think it's very interesting when we're looking at it. And I was slowly just trying to look at like his uh, out of the zone swing percentage, which is it's up in and out of the zone swing percentage is up. The contact is down. Yeah, swinging strike percentage is up by a full percent. Yeah, some weird stuff with Reese Hoskins. Not good stuff. And this Joey Gallo injury, I messed it up because he had the core injury earlier. But this was the wrist uh, wrist fracture, hamate bone surgery thing that he had to do. So that's a minimum of four weeks. Plus, it's a hand injury, which will occasionally sap power. So he was four for 34 before going on the IL. But this was his best season by far because what was he hitting 
the Welsh. It's like 252 or something. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's it, was the dream, really it was the dream scenario that we've always talked about with Joey Gallo. We said, you know, if Joey Gallo He's could do 253. this. Right. He's hitting 253. So it, is is he droppable at this point? Um, I think, he, I, man, I think he is. I think in redraft. A month and a wrist. I think yeah. with redraft, he is uh, droppable. Oh, let me ask you this. Who would you rather have? Reese Hoskins or Joey Gallo? I'd rather have Hoskins because he's playing. Let's see. What about same what about batting Gallo average versus Bell? Same exact batting average, by the way. More RBIs and runs for um for Reese Hoskins, but Hoskins has also played or had a hundred and sixty more at bats. So <laughs> they have um, yeah, because Gallo's already uh, been hurt with the the core thing. Gallo has two and- less homers, four less runs. 20 less RBIs, and I think they have the same. And Gal has three more stolen bases, by the way, and that has happened in 160 less at bat. So I just present it again Gal or Hoskins? For Dynasty? Dynasty, keeper. Uh, I think I want Gallo. Yeah, I think I do too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that might not be, by the way, people might be like, yeah, dummy, of course. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I'm not sure that that's a gimme. Okay, so what no, did you Hoskins ask me? Hoskins or Bell? Uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, would you rather have um, no Gallo or Josh Bell? I think I, I'm worried about Gallo even playing the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. So Bell. I, I think I think the answer is Bell, but to be honest, the answer might be nobody at the end. Of yeah. The well, day. I'm worried about the stuff I told you with Reese Hoskins. Like I'm I'm worried about him the rest of the year. He would be someone I'd be trying to come off of if that was a possibility, but not for Joey Gallo. Uh, Matt Chapman, 200 batting average with three homers so far in the last 30 days. Austin Riley's down to 184 with uh, one homer. Uh, Joe uh, Jose Abreu, 231 with three bombs. Eloy, 224 with two bombs. Uh, these guys have been trash so far. Uh, those guys, Chapman, Abreu, Eloy. Droppable? Give me him again. Chapman, Abreu. Chapman and Eloy. No, I think I'm waiting on Eloy at least, and probably Abreu. But is Austin Riley at 184? Is he droppable? I think he's droppable in redraft. We got everything we're talking yeah. about is redraft here. Redraft. There, there might yeah. be you're sell points. Guys. No, right. I mean, you're fr- not dropping guys. Dynasty, so frankly, you know something I'd be doing if I was in dynasty. I'd be circling around Austin Riley if a team was in it to see if I could get them to if I could buy low on Riley right now. Yeah, maybe you can unload your whoever you know. David Peralta or someone who's playing decent and, uh, you know, is a veteran. I mean, if I could, if I could trade Hoskins to get Riley and some more, I would do that. Yeah. I'm not sure people would be super comfortable with that, but I think I would do that. Some veterans that have been bad. Joey Votto, 232 with three homers and two stolen bases. Uh, Ian Desmond, 239 with two homers and one swipe. Nicky Lopez is down to 205 in the second half with no homers or stolen bases. So bad. He's been terrible. He's been and Justin so Upton, bad. Justin Upton's having a bad year anyway. Obviously missed a big chunk of it with the injury, and he's hitting 171 with three homers and one swipe. Uh, CJ Cron, 233 and two homers. He did did just drive in a couple in the game that's on in the background as we're recording this. Uh, Hunter Renfro has three bombs, but he's down to 176. Renfro, Urias has been terrible. Uh, Renfro, you didn't laugh when I said Renfro. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh, no, that was a dad joke. Sorry. That was like a dad joke thing. Apologize. Uh, uh, Domingo Santana, 156, with three homers and two swipes. 
Uh, Matt Carpenter, only 27 at-bats, but 185 with no homers or stolen bases. And Victor Robles, uh, 214. He has five swipes, but only one bomb. Okay. So let me ask you. Is, oh, I think you're okay. going to ask the same question. No, you go ahead. Who who are you keeping? Yeah. I was going to say pick two. Pick two guys. These are all bad performers that there's some that are going to justify maybe even dumping off. They're, they might be um, by low candidates in dynasties. I think there's a, plenty of these guys that... I would be looking at, especially a guy like Gallo and like we talked about with a few of these others, but who are two that you trust for the second half? I'm going to say mine are, I don't want to just give the top answer. I'm going to say Matt Chapman and I'm going to go with Victor Robles. Those are two that like Uh, I'm comfortable with the rest of the year that are underperforming right now. I'm going to go with Renfro because he's hit so many bombs. So, okay. Like Pete Alonso uh, was one I was going to say, him. by the way, but like, that's too, I think like Bell, Seager, Alonso, Hoskins, though, like you have to keep those guys. Yeah. And so that's why I'm it was kind of a duh. That's why I, I threw out the other ones. Okay. I'm sorry. Who are yours? You said uh, Renfro is one of them because he's just, he's going to have homers for you. And I think the average can come up a little bit. He'll probably one? get a little bit streaky. And, um, hmm. <laughs> I want to say Votto, but he's just been. At not what good point has Votto ever me, been good? Yeah. Yeah. Give me Eloy. Give me the young guys. Uh, you that know, was a good. Guys. That's a good one. The young dudes to turn it around uh, after they figure some stuff up. So those are the guys I would kind of feel safer in. The young uh, dudes. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. All right. Uh, let's get to the ball bag. You guys have questions. I assume you got a lot of trade takes. Trade week edition of the ball bag right now. ITL. I seem to be dropping all your mail. I guess I'm a clumsy mailman. The guy had the ball. You're a bad mailman. You guys know the drill. Ball bag at endthisleague.com. That is where you send in your questions. We answer them. We have so much fun. And uh, to be frank with you, with the back end of the season happening, you know, we're probably going to do a little bit more reliance on some of these. You know, as we get in closer to the playoffs. We might kind of do some stuff what we were just talking about at the top, maybe multiple episodes, talking about underperformance as performers as of recent, some pickups, uh, and uh, answering a lot more of your questions. So make sure that you guys are filling that bad boy up. So let's get at it. What do we got? Hey, guys. I think Bogman's thoughts on Corey Seager have been quite plain. Hmm. So this is more a question for the Welsh. In a dynasty format, would you prefer Seager or Bo Bichette going forward? Hmm. Bichette is currently off to a crazy hot start, but I'm not real knowledgeable, and uh, about how his hit, hit tool compares to Seeger's for the long haul. Obviously, Bichette's speed is a bonus, but my guess is their power output might be in the same ballpark. Feel free to weigh in uh, if you're about to surprise us and take the Seeger side, Boggs. Thanks a lot, Noah, a.k.a. the board whore. Thanks for inviting me to talk on my show. Uh, Noah, I appreciate <laughs> that. I was to say, it was like low-key, super insulting to Bogman, that entire email. They're like, hey, Bogman, you're vanilla, you're vanilla yogurt. And vanilla ice cream, so shut up. Uh, what do you think, Welsh? Yeah. Bogman, do you have anything hey, important uh, to Welsh say? Hey, Welsh has been on CBS, so we want his opinion, please. So <laughs> uh, let's hear that. I don't want to hear your stupid. Don't run your mouth. What would, you, what would you pick, Seeger or Bichette? Bichette. <laughs> okay, of course. <laughs> Name, okay. Give me those stolen bases. Hey, look, Seeger's banged up all the time, too. Name so me the player the you would bases. take over, or you would take Corey Seeger over. Do you have one player? Uh, yeah, there's there's a decent amount. I, I'm not Cedric all the Mullins. way out on him. <laughs> I'll take DJ Stewart over him. What do you think of that? So I I like guys. <laughs> you in mean my, you'll take uh, him over DJ Stewart? 
Yeah, yeah. No, I'll take DJ Stewart over Corey Seager. So I <laughs> Nick like, Ahmed I like or Corey Seager? Uh, Corey Seager. Oh, okay. I'm going to be surprised there for a minute. Uh, hey, look, if we're talking real baseball, I'll take Nick Ahmed and his gold glove, but we're not. We're talking about fantasy only, so. Yeah. I mean, it, that's actually a, a kind of good comparison. I feel like we've we talked a little bit about Bichette. You know, there's a um, he's a, he hits the ball really hard, big bat speed. There's a little bit of violence in the swing that has people worried that average is going to be a problem. But like I said, he's such a he's kind of just such an anomaly because a guy won a batting title in the minor leagues, and then he's kind of just tapered down into like the two eighty ish range as a hitter. I Let me think, ask you something. How yeah. many how many home runs do you think Corey Seager has right now? I know you haven't looked at it. How well, I have his page up. So I mean, like, are okay. you saying this season? Yeah, this season. I think it was nine. Nine. Yeah. Bichette has three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> They're close already. Yeah. So Bichette also has a 480 Babbitt right now. So, I mean, he had a hot yeah. streak here going. I get yeah, what you're saying. Seager never had that hot streak, though. So, I mean, he probably did, but uh, he went, he's garbage outside of that. So, I don't know. It's, I don't know about Seek. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a really, really poor year. The, la- the frankly, something you should be concerned about, too, is this home run to fly ball has just absolutely dipped. I mean, he was into the teens, 16% in 17, 18% in 2016. He was 8.7% last year, which, I mean, how much did he, what was what was last year? Uh, 100 at-bats with, what, two homers? This year, the exact same home run to fly ball ratio. I just don't think the guy is, I just don't think the guy is fully right, but he's still 25 years old. I think when comparing the players, Oh man, that's tough. I think they're really close. Remember Kyle to each other. Seager started out like this too. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Pretty white Man-Bear. hot. Yeah, Manbear. By the way, just looking at his, uh, he hit four twenty five in June. Uh, Corey Seager did two thirty six, two sixty four, two fifty in July, and now he's down to one ninety in August. So he did have his big spurt where he hit. Uh, even when he was hitting four twenty five, he only hit one homer in June. So. Um, no. I, I have it, this gut feeling about Seager when we, we get a fully right season. I just don't know if he's, you know, he was coming off of all the stuff from the previous year. I still don't know if he was fully right going into this year. I want to see him coming into next year after he's got a season. It's almost like um the thoracic um, outlet syndrome. Remember where it was like they have right. the injury, they're gone. The year they come back, or you could say Tommy John, they're still not right. Give me the year after. That's where I'm taking it with Seager because Seager's got 30 home run potential. He's got the, he's got 290 batting average potential in middle of the order, which I think Se- which I think Bichette has some of that, but I think Seager is closer along and is the adjustment away from getting there. I think Bichette is going to have some struggles. I think he's going to go up and down a bit on the batting average. He's going to hit homers. He's going to steal some bases. I think long term the bases come down. I think these two are razor thin. And um, was he asking like which one do I want? Yeah, yeah. Which one? Uh, and, and by the way, Bichette's twenty-one. So yeah. you get. I know. I know that you know Seager's not old by any stretch of the imagination. He has more than enough time to turn his career around. You know, and and, and not even turn around, just get a little better because he's already good. So uh, I mean, there's a reason why Kyle Seager wore Corey's brother on uh, Players Weekend or whatever, like which is coming up this weekend, by the way, uh, with all the jerseys. Yeah, I saw Hunter Pence is gonna have an emoji. For his name, <laughs> but uh, but but Bichette, Bichette coming up at twenty one, and we know power is the last tool to develop. So 
I think uh, in a dynasty, to, uh, I think I might lean uh, Bichette, but I would need more. Like, I wouldn't trade Corey Seager straight up for Bichette. I would want more. Because I think Corey Seager can turn this ship back around and we could be 25, 90, 90, and a 280 average. And, like, that would be in line with Bo Bichette, except there might be some more stolen bases. I don't know if the stolen bases continue with Bichette long-term, but there's kind of a sky-high potential still. He's 21 years old. There's some good years ahead, though I think you're going to get some struggles. I would lean Bichette, but if it was about trading, I would want maybe a tiny bit more. Hey, Bogman and the Welsh is checking in for trade week. I recently, recently traded my Luke Voigt for Madison Bumgarner in a points league Pre-trade deadline, thinking that Mad Bum would be traded to a contender and possibly have increased value. What do you think about this trade now that Mad Bum is staying put? Also, I remember about a year and a half ago, hysterically laughing at the clip of Welsh saying, ejaculate at half speed, and wanted to share this with you in the final minute of the CBS uh, CBS Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from 8-1 titled Trade Deadline Special. Scott and Adam are discussing the pronunciation of Zach Plesak's name. And Adam informs Scott that he pronounces it incorrectly and then says, you said sack. <laughs> if you listen to it on half speed, it is absolutely priceless. Not sure if there are any legal issues with pulling the clip and playing it on the show, but maybe the Welsh has got some pull around CBS <laughs> now that he's basically one of their full-time analysts. Oh, Hope you're able to uh, find it as it's truly worth the listen. Thanks, guys. Love the pod, as always. Chris from the Bourbon State. Let's just, we confirm I, that's I, Kentucky, right? Yes. Or Tennessee. Yes, thank oh, you. yeah, because whiskey is Tennessee. Bourbon is Kentucky. Kentucky Remember that. Yes. Now you know. Uh, <laughs> funny stuff in that. You said sack. That's a great line. That's a, that is a great line. <laughs> Half, I saw my boy Nate Hamilton, the football side. He, he, boy, he made a tweet that I just can't get behind. And I, like, I'm not, you know me. Like, I'm pretty, like, hey, let's just talk about things. I'm open to interpretation. I'm not like crazy hard stance person, but I have one stance that I am so firm on and I will not budge. And it is this listening to podcasts at one and a half speed bullcrap. I cannot get behind this. I hate it. I, it's my enjoyment of quality. You know, we wanted, we wanted ITL to always sound good and be high quality. When you listen to things at 1.5 speed, you just don't care about any of it. You just, ah, oh, more consume more. I hate it. And he did the whole, like, if you're not listening at 1.5 speed, you're doing it wrong. No, you're doing it wrong, Nate. You are wrong. <laughs> Loser. How, but How about uh, you just listen to it how you like it? How about that? I mean, yeah, that's you know, a good there point. doesn't have to be. I agree there's with not that. really a right or wrong answer for, for people. You know? Okay. I, you, you know what? I to just, your point, I Boggs, can't do one and a half. I can't. Do you it, are so. right. I'm not, out, I'm not out there telling people how to listen, though I think I just did. And then I called them a loser. But like <laughs> you're out there telling me I need to listen at 1.5 speed. No, I don't. What I think you, you do actually yeah. do, you do need to listen at half speed if you want to have a really good laugh at people talking like this. You said sack. Like that type of stuff. It's always or funny. Or me. <laughs> or totally. <laughs> like it's always going to be funny. And I, I actually imagine that had to be hilarious. And I'm wondering why you li- why'd you listen at half speed, by the way, Chris? Were you just is that your new bit now? Maybe hey, Chris <laughs> from the Bourbon State. I W Mr. Half Speed. So maybe start finding us half speed clips to start playing. And I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no issue with the legality. It's just I'm gonna leave uh the Welsh to pull that clip. So Oh yeah. There you go. It yeah, I don't think won't happen. I don't think CBS would have an issue with me doing that. 
I don't think they would either. I don't so. think they would. <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> Maybe that's a teaser. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Man, was uh, talking about hey something guys. on Sunday. Hey, guys. Trash trade I received in my public ESPN league. Would trade Jacob DeGrom, Brad Hand. Would receive Lucas Giolito, Scott Oberg, Wade Davis, Cesar Hernandez. I wanted to ghost this trade, but couldn't help myself. Just responded with, this is trash. Keep rolling, Benty. By the way, sorry for the poor Sir Kevin Game of Thrones reference last week. Oh yeah, okay. Kev, Sir Kevin Lannister. Is that what? Oh, is there a, is yep. there a Kevin Lannister? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Tywin's uh, idiot cousin. How so. ridiculous is that? How lazy did he get? I mean, he was so busy well, making lazy. Tyrion it's, it's, and and Tywin, and then he's like, "Hey, that guy's effing Kevin." Uh, <laughs> you're talking about George Martin. Yeah. Oh, so. Uh, but it's spelled weird. We have Dracarys like, uh, and Dracarys and Tywin and Tyrion. That's Kevin Lannister. <laughs> that idiot. By the way, we didn't even answer the the, the Bumgarner trade is much better. So, oh yeah, we did. Uh, we for, just for the previous perfect. one in a points league, it doesn't matter. Bumgarner is a better pitcher. You want him over Luke? Well, Bumgarner's so. gonna be fine. They're gonna they're gonna want to put all the innings under him. They are vying for you know a shot at the playoffs right now, so they're not gonna slow down. They're not going to do openers with him. They are going to go as far as they can. They're going to ride Bumgarner into the ground. So if they keep, I, I can't predict how the offense is going to perform, but I think Bumgarner's on pretty solid ground here, and that's that's you're in a good spot. What was the other one? He was shaming Ben was shaming someone for the trade. Yeah, he's just yeah shaming a bad trade. Good on you, ben. from a person in public ESPN league, which is I mean, lol. You have to expect. I mean, that, I so, almost so. I'm judging you a little bit, Ben, for sending in a public league trade. <laughs> it's okay. I like that you shamed him. Hey, you know what? Send in emails. We need them. Yeah, so. good point. Uh, hey, guys, grade the trade. I'm in a 10-team contract league and listed the 2020 values below. I was in sell mode this season and hope to compete in 2020. I get a $1 Cattell Marte, $1 Matthew Boyd. I traded away a $46 Nolan Arenado and a $29 mm. uh, Anthony Rizzo. So saved a bunch of money, but took a big uh, downgrade and that's Alex and Phoenix. Yeah. I wonder, oh God, it just makes me so happy when I hear Phoenix listeners. It just makes me think like we're doing something when we get people from Arizona, more people <laughs> from Arizona show up. I think we could fill at least one of like the big booths in a, <laughs> at you know, in a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could, so. we could totally pull off an event at red Robin with like a, a combined <laughs> table. We could put three tables together and have an event at the, uh, at the local red Robin. We could see just how bottomless those fries actually are. We could so. test it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. Um, I would be curious because I feel like you might tell me, like I look at that price for Nolan Arenado and I assume he's borderlining unkeepable, right? I mean, especially if the prices go up, you know, if it, what if it goes into the fifties, I mean, he's borderlining being unkeepable. Don't you Arenado? Think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I don't know. Well, it, it just depends. I, I don't I I don't in most auction leagues because there's so many dollar deals. I and it's something that we forget about, you know. Uh after a couple years of being in an auction draft, oh, that's a good point. there's so many guys that have dollar deals that the top end players go for way over budget. You know, like we saw Ezekiel Elliott go for over a hundred bucks in our auction league, you know. So uh, but ever, but there, because there were so many deals. Well, okay, right. so we have to interpret. He's still it hitting three hundred five with twenty four bombs. I think he's still going to be up close to the you know first round. What's the standard so, budget? Two sixty. Yeah, two sixty. Okay, so you know we're closing in on twenty percent of your budget for Arenado, um, Anthony. I mean, you've got probably thirty three percent of your budget is these two guys. So 
Cattell Marte I, is more valuable than Anthony Rizzo, regardless of dollar at this point. Right. So can you wash a $45 difference from Cattell Marte to Nolan Arenado, which, by the way, Marte is absolutely ranked, is going to be ranked higher. I'm looking just on Yahoo. Arenado is still 24 overall. Marte has as many homers as Arenado does, more stolen bases, a better batting average. And I think, let me, oh, why do you do this to me with the confirmed submission thing? And I think he might have more runs and RBIs. Not RBIs, the, but more runs. So the, he beats him in the, three categories, tied him in one, and loses one to Arenado. And, and the thing here, and, you know, uh, it, it's tough to know in an auction league, <clears throat> you say this is contracts. Are these guys all on contracts? Can you assign contracts? Do they go up? Because if yeah. they're going up five bucks every year, and so now you want to give Arenado a three-year deal, but it costs you 15 bucks more every single season or whatever, or five bucks every single exactly. year or whatever it is, you know, then this deal is good. And also, can you keep all of the players? Can you keep a certain amount? Because if, you know, getting rid of these guys, you could, let's say you can only keep, you know, 120 bucks or something. Uh, you get rid of the, these two guys. Now you can afford to keep other guys too. Yeah. It's just, there's so many variables okay, so, in an auction league. It's hard, but to on the surface, this, but I think the, it's fair. I think it's fine. Like, Twenty nine dollar yeah. Rizzo for one dollar Matthew Boyd. Like, okay, I think that's good. Cattell Marte Arenado one dollar to forty six dollars. I think that's fine. I think you did good. Yeah, I, I think you're you done good, son. Fine. You done good. <laughs> I have three separate moves. Rank them individually if you want. I really don't care. Being I'm looking overall <laughs> in my team improvement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like that's that's, that's like look them over if you, you want. I don't really care. Tone, like you can't do tone in a in an email or on a text, but it's like. Do whatever you want with these, but I just want to know the overall stupid. All right? Look, read the sentence. Your ranks. Rake them individually if you want. I don't really care. <laughs> but I'm looking if my to see if my team improved. Uh, Five-year points league dynasty format. I started stagnant out of the gate. So week three, I traded Arenado, Judge, Trinan, and Real Muto. I acquired Acuna, Machado, Jansen, and Julio Urias. Mm. So this tra- he said this trade looked more even prior to Judge getting hurt. And trying and underperforming. So Acuna is the best player in the deal. I think Acuna, yes. Acuna Machada can negate Arenado Judge, don't you think? Those can cross so cancel each other. Okay, sure. So then you're trading uh, Trinan and R- Romuto, which is annoying because we've always called him Romuto, Romuto, but it's Romuto. I don't like it. Uh, Trinan and Romuto for Jansen and Urias. Yeah, which isn't great. I don't think you want that side. Yeah, I don't no. think he won that side, but um, <clears throat> amazing too. This is a points league. I would grade league. that one last so far. If we're doing them individually, the Welsh, even uh, though Colby doesn't care if we do. He do yeah, he doesn't actually care. It is weird that there are this many players <laughs> and there wasn't one starting pitcher traded in a points league. But and he got the best player. I bet Acuna. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he 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 ate this a little bit, but he did get the Fine. the very best player, which I dig. And really, the secondary yeah. pieces like Trinan, whatever, uh, Ramudo, whatever. Acuna Machado for Arenado Judge. He, if you just looked at it, the two for two, he won that. Acuna, Acuna Machado. Are you gonna see the uh, the live action? No. Why oh. would I? Oh. Alone in the theater? Yeah. No, I don't want to be put on a list once again. Okay. Uh, so no, thank you. Uh, then I traded uh, Luke Voigt and Shane Bieber for Freddie Freeman and Jose Quintana. I miss Bieber, but I'm a Braves fan, so Freddie. Uh, but you're trading a pitcher. Yeah, you so. traded a pitcher. I mean. I think it's fine. I like that one either. 
I would have. It's I, okay. I don't want people to give us all the information in the whole world because it is a fine line. I understand people are, you know, they battle like, okay, well, how much information do I give you so you don't kill me? But how much information do I not give you so you don't kill me? I'd love to see point averages in your league because I think I feel like people just all assume points leagues are the same, and maybe they're they are closer. And I'm making it a bigger deal than it is, but I'd love to see the point averages because you know my always problem, a little bit of a problem, is the diminishment. I feel like player values drop when you talk about points because yeah. it's just a numbers game here. So if you if you just want to put the caveat in the email, like traditional points league where you know the uh, the pitchers are worth more than hitters, or you know, this is a league where they're more even. That yeah. would even help. It just Quintana, so. Quintana is not great, but like if he's still putting up, like I think point wise, you won this trade from a points perspective. Uh, Freeman is also well, yeah, the best player. It's hurt now. Too, yeah, so. Freeman is the best player you also got. The only problem is, is you know when you traded Bieber away, you know where was Quintana's point addition to Bieber? And who did Freeman replace? If I don't know if I coherently said that, but you did fine, bud. You did fine. Uh, finally, my streaming pitching has carried me, but matchups can't be relied on in the playoffs. So after the Snell injury, I traded uh, Domingo Santana, Kevin Biggio, Jose Quintana, Chris Archer, Danny Jansen for Trevor Bauer and Blake Snell. So I, I you absolutely won that one. Yeah, Snell so, hurts though. But, yeah. e- e- even if it's yeah, Snell hurts. But uh, the rest of these guys, Santana. I trade. I traded all those losers for Bauer was. too, though. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's coming from a person that hates Bauer. Yep. So overall, I think my team is better uh, for it, even though I lost some really good pieces. Uh, Colby B. P.S. Please tell me y'all saw at MLB tweeting asking for a name for the Astros Big Three. Naturally, starting a chain of nude photos of Kate Upton and Justin. Oh Martin. no! <laughs> Why would that naturally happen? <clears throat> Uh, well, I think anytime you mention Justin Verlander, uh, Kate Upton's going to come up. Okay, well, so. yeah, I get that. But I'm just like, hey, what's the new name for the Astros Big Three? Like, eh, you know, yeah. boom. Here's some naked pictures of, <laughs> of Kate Upton that uh, were uh, taken by internet perverts that I definitely haven't seen because I respect people's privacy. The Same watch. here. Very respectful. So. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, this is a good one. Uh. <laughs> Read it. Dear Bogman and the Welsh. No, that's not what is put there. Hold on. Hold on. Seven by seven head to head category. That is not the headline. He says, Dear Boss Man and the Employee of the Month. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is what I want to (laughs) to end that. Uh, in the spirit of trade week, my seven by seven head to head categories league. Uh, my first place team, Cruise Control, uh, traded Garrett Cole and Jorge Polanco for uh, Gary Dirty Sanchez and Michael Brantley. Uh, Clevenger, Sale, Giolito are my aces after dealing Cole. I have the young Danny Santana, Cattell, VR, and Bichette that can all play shortstop. We have three utility spots in this league, but two of the three have been taken out by Nelson Cruz and Otani on a daily basis, and other hitters better than Polanco to take the utility spot. How did I do? Hopefully that was structured so it was not complete gibberish. Uh, Sergeant, my Kev- my roommate's name is Kevin, a.k.a. Jason. P.S. Looking forward to the IDP draft with Bogman. Hey. Little football plug on the baseball podcast. Yeah, well, you were. You were. So. <laughs> oh, Bogman, do you need to make an announcement that you're looking for a replacement in the IDP need draft? One more player in the IDP draft. Hit me up <laughs> at Bogman Sports or scottbogman at gmail.com. Oh, who is this? My roommate's this name is, is Kevin, a.k.a. Jason. Jason. Um, yeah, I mean, 
He traded Cole and Polanco for Gary Sanchez and Michael Brown. I feel like he did a lot of justification about Polanco. Like, that would be the thing that's the problem in the deal. For me, it's not. It's, you traded Garrett Cole for Gary Sanchez. Yeah, and you have K per nine in here on quality starts. Yeah, mm. I don't I don't love it. I would have kept Cole. Like, I know you got a couple of really good dudes in there, but sales been reeling um, a bit. I would have... I mean, who was a replacement? Who, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing Gary Sanchez replaced some just some Jag. That's fine. Probably. I feel... <laughs> I'm not understanding this completely, I guess. More I'm looking at this. I, I don't love it, uh, AKA. You just want to know if you didn't like the trade. You didn't like it. Nah, so, I didn't love it. Uh, and I, I didn't like your intro. 30-team uh, <laughs> dynasty. I'm out of it this year and had no use or space for Yuli Gurriel, who was on an expiring contract. Traded him for Orelvis Martinez and Ryan Schaefer. I know uh, very little about Orelvis other than he signed last year for $3.5 million. Is a bat first, eventual third base type, and prospect one has him ranked 73rd, higher than anywhere else I've seen. So, Welsh, tell me, I did all right here. What did I get? Uh, Martinez has seemingly only non garbage prospect I got offered up. Thanks, Nate H., aka Handy Squad, in our upcoming football auction keeper league ran by Worky. Hey. So, and he, uh, it's funny because he also put a picture of Robert Kraft. Oh, Hand H. All right. I like it. Very good. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm an Arolvis Martinez fan. But, you know, as always, the caveat people need to understand, and I, I, I know I say it a lot, and I I, don't know, I worry sometimes like it's it drolls out for people, but I have to say it a lot because I I like to look at this from the, the whole spectrum. And sometimes people get really like, well, you know, so James has uh Abraham Toro, you know, in the top one hundred. Why don't you? And it's like, well, I think Maybe maybe there's like some adjustments that have been made that get him excited long term. But I think also there's a, a proximity factor. So the same thing happens with some of the younger guys. People will notice and, I, and you know, I don't want to say I don't get credit for it because I think people give me good credit. But you will notice that maybe I get lapped sometimes on the pop up players, the guys that have the crazy good season a little bit early. But I'm usually to start the higher guy on some of the younger players because I do a lot of work on those. I see him here. I, I just focus on this. So guys like George Valera, Christian Robinson, and Orovis Martinez, you'll see me rank higher on an initial standpoint, but at some point I might get lapped. I've always loved Orovis Martinez. Huge power, big bat speed. The question is like how much is he going to be able to hit and tap in? He's been pretty good so far. He's in rookie ball. He's only 17 years old. He's only got one homer, though, but five triples, a couple doubles in there, some stolen bases. Uh, strikeouts are nothing crazy, but he's hitting 258. So he's not doing what Marco Luciano is doing out here. So, but I just I want to I want to buy in early. So that's my point. So if you're in a league where, you know, you only keep 10 keepers or I don't know, you know, it's five keepers or, you know, you just don't want to wait. You know, you need a proximity game. Aravis Martinez is not for you. This is a little bit of the long haul. Like. Marco Luciano might not be for some people, but look at what happened with Wander Franco. So that's always my argument. Try to chase the talent so you can get in now and you can make good investments later, whether it's trading for the guy or like look at, you know, Luciano. Luciano's a huge payoff for people, as was Wander Franco. I'm just a big fan of Aromas Martinez and his big power. So I think you did good as long as you're willing to wait. Uh, hey, my dudes. First off, thanks as always for being uh, for the awesome content. You guys make my hour commute to and from work worth it. So much so that as of 10 minutes ago, I'm the newest ITL sergeant. Look at really that. excited to be part of the Army. Congratulations, the unnamed person so far. And thank you. Uh, on to the trades. 
Uh, I have uh, have to start by saying that I had take I had to take the big fat L on the whole damn team in one of my leagues this year. Mm-hmm. I spent so heavy in picks last year to come up short than championship that I hamstrung myself this year. For the first time, I had to punt this season for next. Heartbreaking, I know. Here are the league deets and total trades uh, for the total haul. I figured it was easier to give that total out versus total instead of breaking down five different trades. You Look thought smart. You thought very, yeah. very smart. This this is no wonder. This is a very small. <laughs> oh, okay. I see down here. It's Zach. Zach, you're very, very smart here. Let me know what you think. Five by five head-to-head redraft, uh, OBP and saves plus holds. Four keepers by round in the first year. Average of ADP in original draft position subsequent years. Really? Uh, kept in 2019. Bets, Ozuna, Severino, and Vlad Jr., all keeper options in 2020 will be late round uh, keepers traded away. Uh, so, wow. Jesus. Uh, this is a lot here. So yeah. uh, just kind of stick with us here. Traded away. Betts, Ozuna, Stroman, Tim Anderson, Benintendi, Ketel Marte, Craig Kimbrell, Felipe Vasquez, Severino, and Otani. I'm that not sure this is going to end well. To move. Uh, return. Two first round picks. One second, one third, one fourth, two fifth, two sixth, one seventh, one eighth, one ninth. Uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez as a 25th round keeper. Austin Riley is a 24th rounder. Luis Urias as a 23rd round. All in addition to my original picks in 2020. Sorry for the email length. I'll make up for it by buying tickets at PNC Park if you guys ever make it out there. Thanks again, Sergeant Zach P. Runs. From Pittsburgh, so Man, we need to do a world tour. By the way, like the amount of people that, if at worst, the the food and alcohol that we would be provided if we went on some tour around, I that would be great. We just need to find somebody that will pay for everything, also pay us, and then we get all the free stuff. All around the world, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been eating Got free food. tickets. <laughs> uh, I think this is good um, because, look, he said he can only keep four, right? Four keepers by draft round in this year. Yeah. So I don't know with the bad second half that Riley's having if he's a keeper, but Alvarez if he's is. still got, yeah, Jordan Alvarez is. I don't know who else. I uh, said, yeah, I mean, maybe if you would have listed who your four keepers are. We could have done this a little you bit better. You just traded so um, much, though, dude. You tra- What was Benintendi? What round? Marte. You traded Marte. What effing round was he, dude? He was probably at the very right. bottom. I hate you traded bets, but I get it. He was a one. You wanted to rebuild. Okay. Ozuna doesn't really bother me. I don't care about Stroman and Anderson that much. I kind of care about Benintendi long term. I very much care about Marte. You also traded Severino and Otani. So who the hell are you keeping, man? You're keeping Vlad, who you have. You're keeping Jordan Alvarez. Then who else? Urias at a 23rd? I don't, I don't think so, Scooter. Austin Riley? I don't know, maybe. I'm concerned. I love all the picks. I don't know what they translate to. You got three first-round picks now. You're probably going to well, get some solid players. Four keepers, if, if you get four keepers that are good and you have all these picks, huge this win. is amazing. Yeah. yeah, huge win. It's just, do you have four guys that can a- actually be kept after trading all this? I think that's the question. So if you want to write us back in and let us know, who the four guys are, Zach, we can uh, we can get that answered up on the next one. So uh, I am sitting in first place by a good amount in a 12 by 12, 10 team categories redraft league on Yahoo. I've been on a good run for about nine weeks now. And he lists his roster and he wants to know, would you trade Bauer or any other pitching for hitting help? 
I've tried to trade Paddock, but no one will take him. Loriano is also mm. available. Should I just pick him up? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Keep up the good work. And that is from our guy, Bayardo. So he's strong pitchers. Scherzer, Cole, Bauer, Corbin, Sonny Gray, Boyd, Flaherty, Paddock, Doolittle, Kimbrell, and uh, Liam Hendricks. Absolutely trade he, Bauer if I can get some hitting help. Bauer and I think Corbin should be floated. You know, uh, Scherzer's banged up, so you're not going to get enough for him right now. And Cole is kind of your anchor. If but I don't want to trade, trade one of those other guys. I don't want to trade both. Scherzer's though. hurt. No, no. What I'm saying is float them both out. See what gets you the better return. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm total. I'm 100% with you. You got some good hitters, but you could use something bigger. You know, you've got a couple underperformers right. here. Not that Bregman's underperformed, but it's just less than you wanted. Ben Intendi's been a little bit of a struggle. Uh, you got a few guys. Absolutely float them out there because you're very heavy on pitching. This is Bayardo. You got some uh, good wiggle room that you can work with. Yeah, exactly. And so, I like your name too, yeah, by the way, Bayardo. Uh, float out those two guys and, and see what comes back at you. Uh, hola, I've acquired Kluber, Whitley, and Patino in exchange for Patrick Corbin. Is this what it feels like to tase a country girl, Jag? <laughs> Jesse, you son of a bee. You're referring to our secret show. Uh, yeah, that is absolutely. That's a win. That is, I mean, you know that's it was a win. a win, but you just wanted to put your line in there. That's ridiculous. I mean... <laughs> There's an argument if you were rebuilding, if you would have just got Whitley for Corbin, like Whitley and a pick for Corbin, I think that would have been a fine trade. You also got Kluber and whoever the hell else you said. Ridiculous. <laughs> Gents, got a uh, league format question for you. 12-team mix roto categories converted to keeper a few years ago, but limited it to four keepers. As the trade deadline approaches, we face the annual unrest after those out of contention sell their expensive studs for valuable keepers. The league's basement dwellers have no reason to hang on to their stars they had to pay for. It. Example, Jacob DeGrom, $49. So to acquire valuable keepers, they unload multiple all-stars in what looks on paper to be a hugely lopsided trade this year. For example, 11th uh, place guy trades Garrett Cole, 36 bucks, and Aaron Otto, 48 bucks For second place guys, Rafael Devers at mm. 9 bucks. Is this just a consequence of a keeper league, or is there a way to make sure sellers don't blow their entire load to get good? Phrasing. Uh, cheap keepers, appreciate you guys. Cheers. Love. Hugh from St. Lou. I like the love. There's something about that. Like, that's when Bogman on a phone call will drop a, I love you, and then hang up. Like, I like I like uh, emails ending with, love, Hugh from St. Louis. I, I did that... Um, uh, I, when I was responding to a bunch of people uh, about the the vampire league, you did the I, I love was, you. I did the I love you, and I think I had done it like two times in a row to Nolan because he's in both the entry leagues. And he's like, "What's with the I love you? Is this like your new <laughs> thing or something?" And I played him. The reason I I do the I love you, if you guys don't remember, is there's this clip from old school, and I'll try to I'll try to put it in here. So, but it's when uh, Frank leaves a note for Mitch. Uh, yeah. If you Dear Mitch, if you're holding this letter, you already know. The house has been boarded up. The windows, the doors, everything. We're at the Comfort Inn, room 112. I love you, Frank. I love you, Frank. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a great line. What is your take <laughs> on this? Because to me, I don't know what the fix is here unless you, the only thing I could think of would almost be like basketball, having to have a version or something of match contracts in some capacity. Like I don't, I literally don't even know what that is or 
I, I just don't know how you fix this. We've dealt with this as always. I would say the coal and Arenado at the price for Devers is a bit freaking re- egregious. Like, that's insane. We had some of these. We were just talking about this in an auction football league where I traded, you know, a first round Julio Jones who I maybe could keep, but then I got like a 16th round wide out with a couple picks. You know, that was fine. But I feel like this is just a product of what you set yourself up for. You know, you set your, yeah. may, okay, here's maybe one box. Maybe you could have a minimum keeper price amount. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say I'm just, I don't, no, it's too much. It's too convoluted at that point. I, I get what you're saying and it's not a bad idea, but it gets to be too convoluted. Then you have to look at every single trade. If you're the commissioner, it just becomes a pain in the ass. This is just the product of what happens. Yeah, so it is it, by, by the way, this is clearly the best offer he got for his two guys. That's true. So, okay. I got an idea. Come, come back with a better offer. And this is what I would say is, at least ask these guys because if this is the only offer he got and he took it and everyone is now pissed off about it, then at least ask the guys that are trading from the bottom to post the guys they're willing to trade. You know what I mean? So they can get offers from everybody. So maybe he gets a better offer than this. You know, I'll throw out one more. Um, I would love to hear anyone's take on what to do in a league like this. So email us in ballbag in this league.com. This is simply, um, you know, uh, what is it? He said, mix roto categories, 12 team with money. And do you have a way or, or is anybody out there have a good solution for fixing stuff like that? Because I don't know what it is. I think it's a product of the league. Sometimes it's actually kind of good because it, it allows the teams that are needing to rebuild an opportunity to get cheap players. But obviously it just absolutely stacks the top guys. Uh, it's trade week, bitches. I pulled off a trade in my dynasty league where I received Nolan Arenado and Jesus Lazardo for Chris Bryant, Luis Castillo. What's your thoughts on this deal? I feel a bit torn as I believe I got the best player in Arenado, but hated trading away an emerging ace in Castillo. Secondly, do you guys believe in ghost and or have you ever had a ghostly experience? Wow. Mm. Uh, last thing, have you guys heard of the exact uh, uh, of the next young phenom from Africa? Name, uh, <laughs> name so fucking fun, dude's legit. You're Kevin Me Smalls. You kind of killing me, Smalls. He kind of got you for a second. Yeah, for a second. You were so about to do like, this. Oh, Sofa King, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sofa King. That's a good uh, Sofa Aqua Tim. Man, who totally got you? I got you, Fryman. Look at what did you do? You got the best player in Arenado, but hated trading away. So it was a stupid trade he received. Arenado and Lazardo for Bryant and Castillo. He traded away Bryant and Castillo for Arenado and Lazardo. I think that's pretty even, to be honest with you. I think yeah. some people might be like, I don't know, Bryant Castillo, but Jesus is going to be special. I think that's I think that's pretty solid. We yeah. talked about the ghost uh, thing, though. Do you believe in ghosts? Not really. No, I don't really either. We Bogman no, and I I've, had this like wild conversation the other day because I I, I was been watching the movie the show dark and then i was also watching these like qu- weird quantum youtube videos about like the fourth dimension and you know black holes and string theory and god particles and we just started going on this like insane tangent which really should have been recorded but you know very <laughs> direct audience it would have been for about just the theory of multi-dimensional stuff and all that all of that to say no i don't believe in ghosts <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not a big believer in ghosts either. So. I'm open to it. Uh, I'm open to believing in ghosts, but I do not. Things things will creep me out. Like last night, I was watching. Uh, have Have you seen the show Mind Hunter on it on Netflix? No, but I, I've I've gone by it a bunch. So it's a, it's about you know uh, the FBI interviewing serial killers to kind of get ahead of serial killers, and um, I, I'm watching it last night, and it's not creepy or anything. I've seen it before. It's not scary. But, you know, the it's just, you know, it's a crime show. And I hear kind of this scratching thing at my window. And I was like, what the hell mm-hmm. is that? And I think <laughs> it's the cat. So I go, Sadie. I'm yelling for Sadie because she's in the room. Captain is being lazy, sleeping next to me like he always is. So I, and I yell for Sadie again, and she doesn't come. I'm like, okay, is somebody out by my window Let's doing something? Go. So it's like 2.30 in the morning. And I stood up out of my chair and she heard me and she jumped down from the window and it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> like I jumped out of my skin because I thought she was in the, in the bathroom using the litter box. Cause that's, I thought maybe it was coming from there or it was coming from the window. No, she was screwing with the window and she wanted to act like I, uh, I couldn't hear her. So I have weird uh, stuff was, like uh, scared the crap out of me as you know, like a house that has a bunch of kids and, Stuff like that, not a bunch, but two kids, and it's just a packed household of stuff. Like I have That's issues where, like when there's silence, I feel like I hear things like downstairs. But I also I wear headphones so much, so not that my hearing's going yet, but it's getting squirrely. That like when I wear headphones, sometimes like I I feel like I hear things outside of it, but it's always just me. That's always what it is. Yeah, just me. and your hearing is going. So yeah, it's go- what uh, we know that because yeah. yeah, exactly that goddamn look on your face. Whenever you can't hear something, yeah. I'll say, hey, Chris, what do you think of this? What? Like, what? <laughs> and he gets this indignant, like, why did you say that? Look like where his eyes get squinty and his cheeks pop up and he's like glaring at you. What? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I didn't say anything to offend you, dick. <laughs> you jerk. Uh, 12 team head to head categories. This is the last one, by the way. Six by six with OBP slugging holds and quality starts. Five keepers. I currently have a log jam at shortstop and utility with Francisco Lindor, Carlos Correa, and Nelson Cruz. Since there is only one utility spot, I have to sit on one of these dudes every day. Ooh, because you don't so have a middle who, infield spot. So who would you try to trade? Cruz. Here's my team if you want reference. Uh, well, yeah, Cruz. <laughs> I mean, just easy. It's easy. Uh, <laughs> so he lists his team. Uh, keep up the great work. Thank you, Kevin, from Walnut Creek. You're not going to get as much for Ooh, Cruz. Walnut Creek. That's, uh, I used to live over by there. Uh, Sorry. You're not going to get as much for Cruz. But but you you try to trade him for probably a pitcher or a closer. That's I think that's what I do because looking at your relief pitchers, it's uh, Iglesias, Lugo, Workman, uh, Canley, and Archie Bradley. I think that's probably your weakest because your lineup is really good. He's got Ramos, Abreu, Murphy, Turner, Lindor, Benintendi, Jordan Alvarez, Conforto, uh, Correa, and Scooter Jeanette on the bench with Nelson Cruz at utility. So I, I would either try to trade Nelson Cruz and get a closer or you trade Carlos Correa and upgrade for a starting pitcher. But he's got Cole, Syndergaard, uh, Castillo, and Darvish. So maybe you get so one he's more got pitcher. Three. Maybe that's he's got deal. three in Darvish. Yeah. yeah. I would trade. Good. Bogman said it well. You have to admit, Darvish has been pretty good. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. I think Bogman said it well. I would trade Cruz to try to get a good relief pitcher or possibly a starting pitcher. I probably am not trading Correa here because you got Lindor, Benintendi, Jordan Alvarez, Correa, and then you can keep Garrett Cole. I mean, I know there's a possibility you can keep Noah Syndergaard if you wanted to do that, but 
hitters over pitchers, I would rather do four to one, and I would keep Correa, so I would try to move Nelson Cruz. And I'd like to go back to Walnut. I have a very vivid memory of this like downtown park in Walnut Creek that was surrounded by buildings. It's a nice green park. It's a popular area, and there was a pizza shop that had one of those sit-down Pac-Man machines. Remember those? You sit down, it's a ah, table yeah. Pac-Man machine. It was like a hot dog or pizza place, and it's it was near the park. So Kevin, not your real name, Kevin from Walnut Creek, you need to let me know, is somehow that place still there? It's like a square, green park, all the stores around, and there's a place with a sit-down Pac-Man machine that's imprinted and in my brain from 20 years ago. Clearly, it's still there. If it's If it's still there, the Welsh will do an appearance and read everyone's dogs. Oh, so, I'll do that. It'll be, it'll Next be to the Pac-Man table. That'll be great. Hugh Darvish, by the way, 217 ERA in 29 innings in the second half, 38 strikeouts, two walks. Very good. We're getting, we're getting fixed. Mm-hmm. We're getting fixed. Let's getting go. Hugh Darvish is going to be a fun is. conversation at the uh, end of the year or coming into next year. Done. All right. That is the episode, friendos. I encourage you to keep sending all your stuff in. We've got to actually figure out. The guest episodes are going to be kind of going away here pretty soon. Not sure if we're doing guests this weekend or not. We'll do be a couple more, but it'll kind of just be us for a little bit moving forward. Uh, some other stuff to obviously tell you about coming up this weekend. So make sure definitely tune in. It's a must listen to episode. You're going to want to make sure you're locked in. But send in your your emails because we may uh, continue the ball bag as a little semi extension of things. But uh, I don't know if we're going to be doing a guest or not. So you have some homework to do. You know what it is. You can find us on Twitter at Is It the Welsh at Bogman Sports. Subscribe to the podcast on all the places that. Uh, play podcast because we're there thank god and uh patreon.com slash itl army come have fun with us support your boys if that is your thing otherwise we will talk to you guys on monday peace Bye.